Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Today it's my privilege to, um, to kick off a series called The Unshakables. The Unshakables. And today we're going to be speaking on The Unshakable Life. And it's a, a, a 12-part series we're going to be doing between now and, and Christmas. And there's a whole range of topics. and just going to outline a few. Uh, there's The Unshakable Life today. The unshakable story, the unshakable surrender, the unshakable power, the unshakable family. I want to do that one. <laughs> the unshakable devotion, the unshakable hope, so much more. I want to encourage you, it's going to be a great series. But today, the unshakable life. What is the unshakable life? If there's one thing that you leave today from the message, that you leave with from the message today, it's this that the unshakable life is built upon the unshakable rock, which is Jesus and His Word. Now, we've all probably seen an earthquake. Well, not seen, but we've all seen through images, through media, um, the effects of earthquakes. And if, if we've seen like Nepal, we've seen Chile, we've seen uh, a few years ago Christchurch, such devastation. And to some extent, we, we can't control that. There's, there's things called plates that the earth is moving on. And, um, but if you, were, if you were in those countries and you built a house on a known fault line, there's a certain amount of risk there, isn't there? Y- you know that this place is, is prone to, to earthquakes. You know, if I was a, a Kiwi, I, I wouldn't live in Christchurch because I know that there could be a sinkhole that's going to happen any moment. There's going to be some movement. There's going to be some shaking. I'd probably want to move to Bondi. <laughs> but, and it's the same with, with people's lives. What are you building your life on? Are you going to build your life on a known fault line? And that's what we're going to explore today. What are you going to build your life on? Today, we're going to listen to what Jesus had to say about building the unshakable life. So the first principle, our lives are being built on our foundation. Whether you realize it or not, your life is built on one. I wonder what type of it is. And we're going to read from Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to 49. This is Jesus speaking. He says, So why do you keep calling me, Lord, Lord? when you don't do what I say. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person who builds a house, who digs deep and lays their foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against this house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Now Jesus shares this parable after he's just um, had the Sermon on the Mount. And if you've read the Sermon on the Mount and those messages, they're there. They're such great passages, scriptures. But he finishes with this parable. And it's like Jesus is saying, now I've taught you all this this amazing principles in life. I've taught you all this, but this is what happens if you just hear but don't do. You're going to be like a person 
that builds a house, but the foundation isn't there. And you notice a couple of things with this parable. One is that there was two men, and they both built a house. Second thing was, they both experienced the same circumstance, and that was the flooding. And the third thing was, was that one man's house remained unshaken, but the other man's house was gone. They both had a house. They both experienced the same circumstance, but there was different outcomes. So what's the difference? What is the point Jesus is making? So the house in the Bible, that is symbolic of our life. Therefore, we're all building our lives on some sort of foundation. That foundation comes down to ultimately what we believe. What are you building your life on today? What is your foundation? Some of us build our lives upon different things in life. It could be your career. It can be your house, what kind of house you got. It can be family. It can be your ministry. It can be good health. It could be education. It could be money. It could be a whole lot of things. But when these things become the main foundation, we're going to be laying a faulty foundation that simply won't stand the shakings of life. The unshakable life is built upon the unshakable rock of Jesus and his word. In that parable, Jesus said clearly, build your life not only on what I say, but you've got to do what I say. Second principle is that our foundations will be tested if your foundations of life have not been tested, you're either two years old or you haven't lived. <laughs> both men built a house and both experienced a storm in the form of a flood. Now, the storms of life can vary from life to life and vary from intensity. We all experience hardships and they can all take in various forms. Grief, divorce, sickness, uh, loss of income. So many different forms. But just like in the parable, the shaking simply reveals the quality of foundation of our life. I pray that everyone in this place, your foundation is built upon Jesus. Because when the storms come, you'll know the quality of your foundation. I just want to briefly mention, in my, in my life, my foundations have been shaken. There's a period in my life, a couple of times, where I've had some nervous breakdowns. First time was when I was 18 years old. Just started uni, moved away from home. I was, you know, moved out when I was 17. I was 18, first year of uni. And I just, too much. Young kid, out of home, away from parents, not much money, failing at uni, started crying, couldn't stop crying, just melt down. I got over that, 
And then around 10 years ago, a bit over 10 years ago, had another two nervous breakdowns. All throughout this time, churchgoer. Someone that loves God, but yet foundations not solid. I want to encourage you today to go deep in God. Because the one thing I learned from that, I had all the head knowledge, had my theology, but I had no relationship. What I've learned since then is that when you have the life of God within you and you let His strength and you let His power work in you and through you, that's when the teachings and all that come to fruition. For me, it came back to relationship. When my foundations were shaken, when my foundations or my house just was swept away, those nervous breakdowns, those last two, I was in the fetal position. God's faith. Okay, John chapter 1. Jesus, where would we be without Jesus? In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created. And His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. <laughs> if you have this light within you, nothing can put it out. Jesus came into the very world He created, but the world didn't recognize Him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him. <laughs> I love that. To all. <laughs> Anyone who believes. In him. He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and His faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father and the only Son, one and the only Son. The unshakable life is built on the unshakable rock of Jesus and His Word. The Word that was before the, create, the world was created was there, came to earth in the form of man, and now through the power of God lives in us and through us. You want an unshakable life? Build your life on Jesus and His Word. An unshakable life can be built. Our lives are being built upon a foundation that will be tested. Back to the parable, what is the rock? The rock is Jesus. He is the cornerstone of the church. He is the cornerstone of our lives. 
Jesus draws a line for us and asks, Will you build your life upon me or someone else? There's, two, there's one thing. Luke 6.47 says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. Three principles. Come to Jesus. Hear his words, but then do what he says. And lastly, let God himself live in you and allow the Holy Spirit to give the power to live an unshakable life. Colossians 2, 6-10. I love this scripture. It's one of my favorite. It says that now, just as you accepted Christ, you know, there's something about accepting Christ. There's something you've got to do. <laughs> We're not puppets. Just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. If you want the fullness of God, <laughs> you've got to have Jesus. <laughs> that word fullness, if you go back and look at the, the true meaning, remember when Jesus was, was with the disciples and they were fishing? And um, that they had the, the fish in the nets and the nets were full to the brim? That's what that word fullness means. Not just full as in, you know, you get a, a full plate of something, but you can set the edges around the plate or, you know, a, a full packet of chips when you open it up. It's not really full, you know. <laughs> full means, in, this word fullness means full. It's like that bottle of water. There's, you can't get anything else in there. For in Christ there's all the fullness of God in the human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ he was the head over every ruler and authority. The unshakables. Unshakable life is built upon Jesus. Now you look at things that are shakable, like this pulpit, shakable. Foundation, there's not much there, is there? Just three little legs hanging around. I don't know, what else? Music stand, just pretty shakable. This wall, yeah, it's not too bad. I'm moving, it, I'm moving it a little bit. I, you can't see, but I am, trust me. <laughs> Foundation is it's just probably it's screwed into the wall here. This wall over here. Yeah. Unshakable. I know it for a fact that that wall bolted into the concrete. All along these walls here, every meter or so, massive plate of steel bolted in. Below those bolts is a big pillar, about that wide, goes down probably two or three meters. What are your foundations like? What are you anchored to? We sang that this morning, being anchored. What are you anchored to?
first principle, come to Jesus. I love Mary Magdalene in the Bible. I love reading about it. There's something about Mary. She was a great woman. And I love it when, when Jesus rose from the dead. There was one person that was searching for her. Mary. All the disciples. They were sitting back in the, in the room, probably in a state of disbelief, state of shock. He was the saviour of the world. The, the, the person that was going to redeem Israel, the Messiah. You know. But here was Mary looking for Jesus. Where is he? She met him. Jesus goes, Mary. And she looked, Rabbi, teacher. And Jesus said this. He says, don't cling to me, for I haven't yet gone to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them, I am going to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Two words, and your. <laughs> Jesus, before he died, always spoke about my Father. It was my Father. You know, it was, it was I'm doing the will of my Father in heaven. As soon as he rose, it's now my Father and your Father. My God, your God. Through the power of Jesus and what he did through his death and resurrection, we are joined together. No longer are we separate. But it's my God and your God. And when Jesus then met with the disciples, what did he say? He said, wait, and then go to Jerusalem, and then the Holy Spirit will be upon you. What did the disciples do? They listened and they did. They went to Jerusalem and they were filled with the Spirit and then bang, the modern day church explodes. I love the Apostle Paul. Paul had his theology <laughs> but he had no relationship. It wasn't until he met Jesus, his life was changed. He knew everything. He knew he knew the law, he knew you knew the Torah, he knew Genesis to Deuteronomy down pat. Yet when he met Jesus, changed. Changed man. More importantly, he heard Jesus, he did what Jesus said, and then he was filled with the Spirit. I love Ephesians 1 to 3, chapters 1 and chapter 3, and I'm going to pick out just a few scriptures from those first three chapters. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. If you struggle with 
not feeling worthy today. God wanted you. <laughs> God wanted you. So much that he gave off of himself. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. And on to verse 19. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. If you have Jesus in your life, you have the same power available to you that raised Jesus from the dead. Can you believe that? And then by God, uh, chapter 3, verse 4, But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it's by God's grace that we've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with him. <laughs> you don't have to wait till you die to meet God. <laughs> you can have him right now. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is available to you right here and right now. Let God himself live in you and let the Holy Spirit work in you and through you. And the last scripture today I want to share with you. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with the inner strength through his spirit. Unlimited resources. Huh. The God that created everything. The word that was with God, that was God, before the earth was formed, is available to you and I. Sometimes we just got to lift our eyes, you know? Lift our eyes and see God, you know? Just see the, the, the majesty, see the... I can't even describe it, you know? Just... We get so stuck and we just see through our own eyes. Sometimes we just got to, as Paul prayed, just let the scales fall. Just look and see that God is with us. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with the inner strength through his spirit then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how deep, how high is God's love for us. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God all the fullness of life. The unshakable life is built upon Jesus.
have Jesus, have life. You can live life and you can live a, a good life. We live in a great part of Australia. You know, we, we've got a good really. You know, look at look at what we got. Look what is available to us. But true life, true life that has meaning, true life that lasts for eternity, true life that goes deeper so that when the, the, the circumstances of life come and the floods come and the storms come, you will stand firm. You will stand unshakable. That's what this series is about. So in the following weeks, we're going to explore what the unshakable life is. Today has just been a taste of what we're going to be going through. But I want to encourage you, as we go through this series, it's not just about having a list of things. Okay, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. The Christian walk isn't about a list of things to do. This isn't a, a textbook. This is life. The Word of God is living and breathing, if you allow it. Hebrews says it, it divides. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And in the Bible, we read about people. You know, the more I read of the Bible, the more I read it's about people and how they relate. It's about how God works with people. How he, he, he created. You know, I look at creation and it's not about the how, it's about the who. <laughs> God created and it's about God relating to his creations, you and I. Because you and I were created by God, for God, and the best thing we can do in life is to love Him. The unshakable life is not a life that won't have problems. That's not what we're saying. Because the floods will come. The problems will come. But the unshakable life is a life that is rooted in Christ. So as the music team comes back up, I just want to recap. Jesus used a simple parable to explain how we are all building our life upon a foundation. And Jesus made it clear that there's only one foundation that will stand the test of time. We know that there was two men. They both built a house. They both experienced the same storms of life but only one house remained. And Jesus said, it's because of this. He said, the person that was able to go through the storms in life was because, first of all, they heard, and then they did. I want to encourage you, church, as we go through these next 12 weeks, don't just hear, but also do. And allow the life of God to work in you and through you. Just want to, just want to finish tonight and sorry today. 
And I just want to pray that if there's people here today and you've been shaken, I want to pray that the fullness of God, the power of God, would come upon you afresh. That when the storms of life come, you're going to stand firm. Would you all bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for, for giving us life. Lord, you've given us breath. Lord, you've, you've placed us in this great nation, Australia, this great community of Shell Harbour, Lord. But Lord, even though we live in such a great place and, and such a great time, we know that things don't always go out the way we think. And our very lives can be shaken. The things that we thought were strong just crumble. Lord, we just give you our lives today. Lord, all those things that we know will not stand the test of time, Lord, we give them to you. Lord, we ask today for your spirit. We ask today for your fullness. Lord, it says in your word that anyone that comes to you, you'll give life. Those that are weary, you'll give rest. Those that ask, those that seek, those that knock, they will find. So today, God, we ask, we seek, and we're knocking, God. We're looking for you today. Lord, let's pray that the fullness that comes from you would be upon people's lives today. Lord, as they open their hearts to you, that your presence and the very same power that rose you from the grave would touch, would heal, would restore. And Jesus, we acknowledge that without you today, we don't have much. I also want to pray this morning for people, if, if you haven't, if you don't know this person, Jesus, if you don't have a relationship, it would be wrong of me not to give you an opportunity this morning. I've basically just spent the last 20, 30 minutes talking about this person called Jesus and why you should build your life upon them, upon him. So I'm going to pray a prayer and and everyone's going to say this prayer as, as I say it. But more importantly, if, if you pray this prayer, I'm going to pray for the first time or you're going to pray it again and it's, you know it's going to be a rededication. You're going to rededicate your life, re, re-give your life to God. Then I'd love to talk to you after the service and, and just, just meet with you. But as we pray, and everyone's going to pray, just... 
if that's you, I just pray that you just open your life up to Him. So everyone pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you gave your life just for me. You chose me. You loved me so much that you came to earth, died a terrible death for my sins. But you rose, and now I am forgiven and have fullness of life. Jesus, I give you my life today. Have your way in my life, now and forever. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time today, or if you prayed that in a way that you're rededicating your life, I'd love to meet you after service. If you need prayer for any other reason, if you have sickness in your body, I would love to pray as you. I believe that Jesus can heal anyone. I believe that because the death and resurrection, we can be healed. I'm going to sing a song. And uh, thanks for coming this morning, church. It's been great to, to give the message to you today. But I just want to encourage you, if there's one thing you leave today, is build your life upon the unshakable rock of Jesus. Storms come, but if you're built down and rooted in Jesus and have a relationship with Him, then the fullness of God is yours. And when the storms come, you'll stand firm. Amen. If you need prayer, come here for prayer. I'd love to pray with you.